All right, welcome to another episode of Unorthodox Film Podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Uh, so, um, last week, or last episode, um, it occurred to me that we exited the episode without determining our topic for this week. We did, yeah. I remember, we both remembered right afterwards, like, oh, dear. So, today... Today, uh, we welcome Quinn officially to the table. We got ourselves another microphone, and he is going to be our joined guest today. So it's just going to be uh, the three of us. Welcome, Quinn. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excited for today's topic. So uh, we're going to start the day talking about Clockers, which was our movie um, with a plot surrounding drugs. Um, right. And we all, we all watched that together. Um, and then uh, we are going to make our recommendations for sequels that are better than the original yeah arguably right because right it's our opinion not everybody's gonna agree well exactly exactly so um we're i'm, I'm excited to dive into that um so that's that's uh, what we have coming ahead um we'll talk a little bit more about the the rules of what we determined was a sequel because we did have a little bit of a conversation regarding that but yeah. um clockers gentlemen so i had seen it before when had, had you to, seen it? No, I had not seen it. And I you had. Seen it, but it had been a long time. It was a long time yeah, for me. Probably since like, I don't know, five or ten years after it came out. High school for me, yeah. most definitely in high school. In fact, I saw it, I saw it in school. I had a um, humanities teacher who was um, one of those college students. Like it was it was yeah. his it was his um, semester to te- fully teach a class. Right. And um, he brought that in. And it was my first Spike Lee experience. And um, pro- definitely not my first Harvey Keitel experience, but um, the most memorable Harvey Keitel experience That's for fair. me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what did you guys think, Quinn? What? Uh, wh- so, as someone that hadn't seen too many Spike Lee films, but was a big Harvey Keitel fan, being the fact that I've watched a ton of Scorsese and a ton of just kind of older stuff and kind of more of the not Spike Lee type of right. films. It was it was super refreshing. Um, I I think Harvey Keitel was like really great in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I don't watch too many gangster movies um, with, that don't have like a shtick to them. Just like like straight gangster. Right. Um, and it was it was awesome. Like it was it, it took my breath away. Um, and just seeing like the way like the cops were back then, like spreading the dude's cheeks and stuff. Yeah. I was just like, Man, yeah, you know, like it was they, about embarrassing yeah. and making a scene. Yeah. Like, the thank days God before the internet, cameras, you know? yeah. Yeah, thank God for the internet. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> thank you, Steve Jobs. So, Joe, <clears throat> what did you take, uh, like, what was your experience now having a, a fresh watch? I mean, it was an amazing movie. Just uh, cinematically, some of the, the wonders that were, like, super long shots yeah. didn't feel like it. And they were, like, extremely motivated. Like, it was, they were more immersive than just like a winner for the sake of a winner you know what i mean they yeah. were really done well the acting encompassed it is like you felt like you were there so you didn't think of it being one shot right right it wasn't until you know the the scenes coming to a close where i was like oh the camera hasn't changed at all right um spike lee is is famous for that um i think there was one scene we were watching and um uh, it started. It started on a medium close-up of some kids on the bench, and they were freestyle rapping. And the yeah. camera was. It had to have been on a jib crane because it, it. It did. You know, it was panning. It was pedestaling. Like it was yeah. all kinds of moves. So it wasn't just a dolly. But um, 
uh, famously, and it's not just Spike Lee who does this. Like using movement in the camera to motivate uh, the camera movement is is you know camera one on one. But the way that Spike Lee uses it in that scene was so brilliant. So a car passes by, motivating the camera to move, or a person walks by. But it happened. So I think we counted five or six shot compositions yeah. in that three minute scene that went all the way across the street and then came back, back to the window of the barbershop into the, like the barbershop and then almost. it cut into yeah. as part of their conversation it was and, amazing um there was a lot of that you're right there's a lot of that in there and it's uh, i think it's important to notice that because um, on a lot of the the features that we work on people get really into trying to shoot as many shots as possible instead of figuring out how they can you know what's best for the scene right right and i think editing in in that specific scene alone definitely would have hurt what all was being shown in that scene and the way that he was able to craft that whole yeah. sequence and like in a one to further your point about some of the local ind- indies like trying to like oh you know you get you're getting coverage and then you think of this cool shot okay well can we not get the whole scene from that shot like mm-hmm. what makes this angle cool like you have to find the, you know, the inspiration in the scene for what what you need that dramatic angle for. Just one line or yeah. two, and then that's okay. Get those, and then get out. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't s- spend half a day getting four cool angles that'll probably never see the light of day. Right, right. Um, so for me, uh, having a, a fresh watch since high school. Um, I, it was like watching it the first time. There was a lot that I remembered. There was a lot that I didn't remember. And I think I spoke last week about how strongly I felt the main character was trying to get out of the life. And I misremembered that because he definitely fought being a part of the lifestyle probably up until you know the end of the movie yeah. um, where he finally... And then that's, you know, that became his story arc. But... Um, I still think that the the way so you had mentioned um, you, you've been watching a lot of Scorsese, um, so Scorsese was originally supposed to direct that. Um, it is based off a book, and so he actually stayed on as a producer. And I definitely think I see a lot of Scorsese's yeah, influence yeah. in how the movie was shot. And I never really thought I, I took notice of, of how similar Spike Lee and. Um, Martin Scorsese do tell stories. Um, yeah. Scorsese is very famous for like uh, you know the, the the walk and talk from Goodfellas, right? Huge yeah. long ass wander through the entire right. restaurant with the narration. Well, and I think therein lies where like we like you saw Scorsese's influence through like the cops showing more through in this Spike Lee movie than in any other one because mm-hmm. Spike Lee is usually just the gangster side of things or the underworld side of things or like the street view of things you know what i mean right and scorsese perspective more, yeah so like that you, you it was more balanced mm-hmm. because they were involved together to keep i thought the character work the was phenomenal in this movie i thought they did a really good job of establishing a number of characters to create this world on both the street level and within the precinct and then yes, within the the, the overworld you there know was the, the beat cops and the detectives and mm-hmm. the inspectors uh, a little bit of hinting with Michael Imperioli's role as you yeah. know, she's just a shitty cop because you never got the you never got the idea that um, Harvey Keitel or um, John Turturro were bad cops. Like you definitely got the impression that they were good cops. They were shitty people sometimes. Yeah. They John were, Turturro had some lines. They were good cops. Conversely, you have you know Michael Imperioli where he you know is just. 
pretending to be a good cop and then immediately, you know, hitting the streets. Um, what what were you guys' thoughts on uh, the, like the plot? Um, so the there's a murder at the beginning of the movie and that kind of pushes the whole plot forward and we're to believe that um, the Mackay Pfeiffer character is the one to have done it. His brother gets put away for it. And then, you know, you have, um, uh, God, what is his name? Uh, he played the boss. Um, gone in 60 seconds. Come on, man. Delroy Lindo. Yeah. Delroy Lindo. So you have Delroy Love Lindo. Delroy. I couldn't give it under, to you. Under, <laughs> underutilized. Uh, first off, that performance that he gave in that movie is, you know, incredible. But uh, my, story, uh, my, my, my question to you guys is, um, did the plot have you guessing? Did you think you had it? Like, it, overall, as a, as a story. I never thought Mackay Pfeiffer was good. I was like, no, there's no way. I, I definitely didn't think he was. I didn't think he did. But I honestly didn't think the brother did. I was convinced. I, I, at the beginning, I was like, okay, that, that's got to be it. But I was convinced by the end that it had to be somebody else. Yeah, I didn't think it would be like... I, I didn't think it'd be him. I think it would be more like a more medium character. I was waiting for like a, a new character to be introduced into Act I totally thought it was just going to be a random, yeah. like, you know, red herring out of nowhere. Like one of the other guys in the gang. I yeah. kind of did, but then, you know, like... A quarter of the way into the third act, I was like, "Oh no!" Like, is it really him? Because mm -hmm. I didn't want it to be, but they kept saying, "Yeah, it's looking like it." Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was obviously him. Yeah, because you're waiting for more and more character development from some random character that it's got to be. But the way they instilled hope in you for his character, like he had gotten away from the streets, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. So that um, was well done. While we were watching it, um, I think, Quinn, you were the first to mention, and then we, we talked about it a little bit, but um, the use of music in the movie, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, it was almost like nonstop. Like, um, I don't know, it, it created, uh, like, a, the mo I, I think my favorite part of the movie was its atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I think almost, like, in the maybe in the second act, like, I almost completely forgot about, like, the, the whodunit in Act, act 1 that's resolved in Act 3. Mm -hmm. And I was more just enthralled and, like, just kind of everything that's going on, like the theme of like that kid's mom, kind of like the like you're the bad guy, and him kind of being like, man, I'm just a guy trying to survive, and right. and then him like having problems with his like boss or whatever. I was more just kind of sucked into that, and yeah, I mean maybe I just wasn't like I don't know. I was looking at it with such a critical eye, I kind of got tunnel vision, and forgot about the whole whodunit thing because the movie was just so entertaining. Yeah, like in the moment. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember the the length. It was like two and a half hours. Um, I don't I don't feel like it was a, a slag of two and a half hours. No, it did not feel like no. it was that long. It was a it was a for how serious it was. It was a fun movie to watch. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like like he says, it was it kept you. It was so enthralling. It kept you entertained in other ways rather than simply the story or the plot. You know what I mean? The character development, like you said, the cinematography that w that we touched on already, uh, just the shot composition alone you know what i mean like so let's let's grand talk about wide that. shots so like just the planning the foresight that these filmmakers had to yeah. properly like envelop you into this world were there story. any particular compositions that stuck out to you um, okay so like just the the opening scene like where they're like down in the street and then they like pan up 
mm-hmm. to see like his mom looking down on him and like then it like comes pulls back and you see the whole wide thing the, the like, daytime scene when you yeah, see the, the cops come yeah. driving in and then we see all the people looking at each other the cues and everybody yeah like it was the beautiful. orchestration like, that it, went into yeah that. and it just pulls you into that world like you automatically felt the paranoia and the you know what i mean the yeah. way that they pulled you into it it was cool. What about you, Quinn? Were there any specific shots or, or scenes um, that stuck out with you? Definitely the, when they were, I mean, it happened a few times. It was more like a lighting gimmick. Um, but when it was like the, when the super, super overpowering light from above in the interview room, that was right. kind of representing like the angelic innocence or like the angelic, angelic innocence that they want you to think is there. Yeah. Maybe it isn't, maybe it is. You know, and the way they kind of used that through, like, introducing the first act. I don't think it really was in the second, but then kind of... Uh, the, the at third. the end, so when... Um, I wish I could remember his name. Mikhail Pfeiffer's character was in his... Uh, there was a shot of him in his apartment, and the center of the composition was his window. And it had all come in, and he was sitting playing with his train set. Yeah. And it, his whole, you know, the backlight aura of him, he glue. Yeah. And there was um, a, a very slow glowing, song yeah. playing. Um, I, I definitely noticed it there as well, um, and that was later in the movie. Um, so it was a theme. Um, that's one of my favorite things about... Yeah, the hot composition. Yeah, yeah. one of my favorite things about um, Spike Lee is his... Um, I don't want to call him gimmicks or anything, but his use of visual um, clues. Um, there was a scene earlier, so the... the I don't know so much as clues, but maybe foreshadowing or just... Uh, yes. So, for example, um, one of the things that I... I Never forgot, and it was excited to see again um, when I in this fresh wash was when uh, so the 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 young boy, uh, the neighborhood kid who's looking up to yeah. him, um, it has that video game system, the the Sega Gangster, and yeah, it's, a virtual, gangster, it's a virtual reality. It's a virtual reality. Thirty it years awesome. ahead of its time. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it awesome. but he's playing in the car, and he's playing a game where he plays a kid on a bike, and he goes he up sh- and shoots a cop. Right, and then that is, and that's early that, in the first act. Yeah, and then that, but the, at the end of the movie, but he oh, that mirrored blows that. Blows my mind. Mirrored bro. that at the I, end because I remembered, it and I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And he fucking oh. that scene. I remember the, the very first time I saw that scene. That was so impactful for me. You know regardless of all the violence and everything that you saw throughout the movie that young boy's life changed right then and you because he wasn't a main character but he was he was around so much and the influence of the street was there that you you saw everything that led to him innocently making that decision when he genuinely thought he was doing the right thing and he tried and tried to give that gun back so many times and we didn't know no we didn't know and and because we didn't see him steal it i don't think no but then eventually you see him have it and you're like that's why he wants to talk to him oh shit and then not five minutes he's he has it right he's like he's like go away one sec go away one second and then changes the trajectory of mckay pfeiffer's character's life right then because he wasn't gonna live past that park yeah um more symbolism with the train i do like that um uh the end you know they they sent him because he was told um by the the street cop, um, the neighborhood cop. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, God, I'm gonna forget that guy's name too. The so, Carl Winslow. It wasn't that guy, but yeah. No, no. Um, so uh, his name's gonna. I'm gonna have to look him he's up. He's a good but, actor too. Yes, Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert. 
No, no, that's the president from 24. Which I'm going to get to him. I'm going to get back to it. Anyways, um, he's the neighborhood cop, but he tells him, like, you know, you've got to see the world. Him up. you got to see the world. You know, go, go, you know, you love trains, go do trains. So I liked that the, the end of the film closed out on yeah. him getting on a train because I liked the perspective that maybe he will get change. Away. Yeah, yeah get and, and change life. everything. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add about? I make it to the train. I, I totally thought he was going to die. Well, he had so many ulcers. He's oh, yeah. Blood and oh, stuff. yeah. Um, you had mentioned the lighting. Um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about the lighting of the film. Um, the, the lighting wasn't really... It was, anything. It was very it was very natural. It was very natural, aside from the times when... You could definitely tell because there was a lot shot outside yeah. that they probably did a lot of bounce and reflections yeah. and, and you know flags and such to... To, to do that because there was a lot of daytime but what I specifically mean is because um, it was all it was all very um, was New York. it was they smart they had a crane and then like a big 40 foot flag but it was smart the itself. night scenes were so dark you know yeah, they were darker they were. than they needed to be but they worked because you only saw enough of the characters or enough of the act you know action on screen so that it was a, a, for me a creative way to, to highlight you know to vignette things was through that um, use of shadows and yeah. then in the daytime you know it was very there wasn't anything overdone as far as the park and and, yeah. and no, it, was it was all done very well mostly yeah. done within that one location because when you really think about it there weren't that many locations but the movie didn't feel small right and spike lee does that was, incredibly was, was well all those grand shots and those like close-ups yes. that were wonders that turned to these grand wides and came right back and brought like just beautiful cinematography yeah and i think subtly staying in like the fake like vicinity of like that that block and then the his the boss's PJs, office and the, the, projects, the restaurant right? yeah mm -hmm. i mean i i mean like when you're in the projects you kind of don't leave too often they captured no. that well and it really added to the atmosphere that it was like you're in the same spot but it doesn't feel small and mm -hmm. it was it was cool like you were enthralled like atmosphere is a big part would you say that this movie um has encouraged you to look more into Spike Lee's catalog. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I immediately my one of my buddies we love like like heist movies and like like gangster movies and stuff. But like, I immediately wanted to like rewatch it with him. Mm. So yeah, I totally want to. And he I actually watched Black Clans with him. So I definitely want to check way more Spike Lee out. I just yeah. Yeah, well, it, it makes I'm, me want to re revisit what I have seen of his. Yeah, um, I, which I, is most of it. Admittedly, have not, not seen. A lot, because he, he is very prolific. Um, so there's definitely some blind spots that I need to approach. But um, I've, I've enjoyed, you know. Does he make a lot of movies, or is he like kind of more Tarantino? Or no, no. So uh, so we had counted. Uh, Clockers was his eighth movie, and Clockers was after he'd done Malcolm X. So mm. in comparison to Tarantino, Tarantino's famously, you know, working on possibly his tenth and last film ever. So, um He's way more prolific, but he also does a lot of music videos. So if yeah, you look he, him up on IMDb, it's you got to flip through a lot a, of stuff. He does just a movie fun. every two or three years. He's always working. I think yeah. I think uh, music videos, concerts, uh, movies, and then uh, he has a lot of shorts. I don't know where you'd see them. He's probably hard. Like I know he did like an Apple commercial. So he's he's just he's always working. Yeah, he's always working, which means that not everything in his catalog is probably great. You know, uh, that's just yeah. going to happen. I think that's what's preventing me from watching some of it, um, not knowing, you know, where, where to start. Yeah, where the and where the missteps are. 
Um, so uh, if there aren't any more comments on uh, clockers, we can move forward to our topic of the week. Anybody got anything else they want to add about clockers? No. Yeah. Go mm -hmm. see it. Yeah, if you didn't watch it uh, before um, listening to us ramble on, I'm sorry if we ruined anything, but that's just the way it's going to be. We told you what we were watching. Um, no, it's it's a bit early for that, my All friend. Right. All right. Um, so this week's topic is going to be sequels that are better than the original. Um, in our definition, sequel uh, is anything that happens after the first. So that doesn't strictly have to be just the second movie. So um, a trilogy is not a trilogy until the third movie comes out and not all of them are planned. You know, so a lot of times they just add on and add on and things sometimes get better. But uh, so we decided that anything that was after um, the storyline of the first one, that does mean that prequels are not eligible right right yes yes it's actually fall on the timeline as after the original story so uh who wants to start us out quinn you want to start us out you want to make the first recommendation yeah so i mean for me personally when you guys when we decided that seek was better than the original i thought of one of my all-time favorite movies which is a sequel to a very mediocre movie so the dark knight um i think it's one of the it's it's one of my favorite movies. It's 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 very excellent, and it, it's a the it's a sequel to a very mediocre movie, Batman Begins, and um, yeah, it's it came out, I think it came out in two thousand eleven, um, and at the time, I mean, the the Joker kind of shocked everyone. Heath Ledger, I mean, he mm -hmm, died. Yeah. People, I mean, he died for the role. Great I don't really, movie. I don't yeah. really know if he actually did. Amazing. But, uh, they they said he was he the toll that the character took because he was famously a method actor, yeah. um, my, but I think he was also favorite Batman movie. Yeah. He was also famously, um, uh, I think, an addict as well. Yeah. So he he struggled with that, and that's what ultimately killed him. I am uh, so. Um, I, I agree. Dark Knight is definitely a better movie than Batman Begins. But right. so what did you? What did you? How did you describe that? Mediocre. Bat Batman Begins is not that good. It's really. So like I, I just want to hear. I want to hear your take because we come from different generations, and yeah. and Batman Begins was a breath of fresh air for us. So I'd, I'd like yeah. to hear your. Um, and I'm not. I'm not condemning yeah. you. I'm, no, I'm I mean I genuinely. I grew interested. up in an age where superhero movies Defend were. yourself. Were, were, yeah, like, superhero <laughs> movies were like kind of great. You know, like I, I grew up with like. With like superhero movies being pretty awesome, and you guys grew up with superhero movies being kind of eh, lame, you know. Yeah. So like, I mean, personally, the Scarecrow is like pretty underwhelming. You know? I, I I don't disagree with you and, as far as a villain. Yeah, and like, sure, Liam Neeson's cool, and it's like cool when he like like curls like a two hundred like thirty pound Liam Neeson I thought, over. I would ice. agree I that Liam Murphy <laughs> killed it. I just don't think they gave him enough screen yes. time. Yeah. Yes, so I I would agree that the, the villains were, justice, were lacking. Like Qui Gon Jindam. But I think I <laughs> yeah. think for me, uh, when Batman Begins came out, um, I definitely believed even at that time that the villain story was a bit weak. But I didn't care because the new face of Batman yeah. was just like it was darker. He was kicking ass. Like the last thing we got was you know nothing wrong with the Tim Burton stuff, but the shit that came after the Tim Burton stuff was yeah. fucking awful. Joel Schumacher stuff. So to get back, we were promised when like because originally they were going to call 
Batman Begins, I think, year one or something. Like, it was based off of... I'm not a comic or graphic novel reader, so I don't know. Batman Um, year one is, like, a super, super OG, like... Okay, so that's what it was. Yeah, so that was the original concept for it. So, for a decade, we were promised this dark, new approach at Batman. And since everything we had seen was was so much brighter... And and did you ever see the Batman animated series? Yeah, I mean, I... Back, back, way, way back when the Amazon Fire Stick just became a thing. Yeah. When I was in like middle school, me and my brother watched like all the, like the, it was like one of the free shows on there. We watched oh, okay. like all of them. Okay. Cool. Uh, and it was that or Batman Begins, not Begins. Uh, Batman uh, two thousand. I don't know. It Beyond was, Batman was, Beyond. It wasn't Batman it wasn't Beyond. Batman Beyond. Was, okay, because yeah. I mean there were some, ones, but the OG Batman animated series. What that gave us was what superhero movies weren't giving us, and it was this this um, realistic adult. Yeah, like noir, like a exactly. You know, it was a different shade of animation for for kids. It, w- it was like okay, they're going to treat us with real stories yeah. and, and real. It and was, it was it was PG thirteen, but it was but yeah, that was the darkest Batman PG. we had seen. So it was a kids show, and it was the darkest Batman we had seen. So getting this promise of Batman Begins coming out and and getting a, a like a solid origin story um, was exciting. Um, but it is interesting to hear you. I mean, because you, you're right. Mediocre. You know, being able to see it's, you know, it's a great movie, but in the spectrum of comic book movies in the 21st century it's kind of, yeah you know, I seven, understand seven, I get it seven and a half out of ten like it's just I get it and to be honest that's probably something that even on a rewatch maybe I don't enjoy as much yeah. I don't know there was there was something to and it like the whole thing where he can't move his neck and the combat just like Batman should be there should be like some some kung fu in a Batman movie not yeah. just kind of like like acting like a field goal and like so steps yeah. and punching people, with you know? with the dark knight the for for me the dark what keeps the dark knight and and any following christian bale batman movie from being perfection because i think dark knight is super close to perfection i really do um okay. but with batman begins being that here is the the lost you know millionaire he's got to create like the, it was the creating of the toys the figuring out how he's going to do this that was what we were excited about we yeah. were really excited about the the pre-batman batman um so i the tumbler made sense to me in batman begins why this rich motherfucker still drives a tank in the second movie mm-hmm. is beyond me yeah. just blasting through destroying parking garages and buildings <laughs> like there isn't a more efficient way to fucking do this guy that's the one thing. The the fact that I think the yeah, third they, one it became a, they, they a bike, out but the hover thing, yeah. But well, in the second st- one it became a bike, but it was once he had been like pinned and it was right. used as there an was escape no- route. <laughs> yeah, well, it's his, his bat tank, like it like trans, like Michael Bay transforms into like somehow like a motorcycle. Remember? Like, yeah, yeah, the two yeah, front just, tires just like yeah, Optimus suck Prime, him like, shits in, out of yeah. a bat cycle. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean. Look, so when you do like an origin movie, like like Iron Man One or Batman Begins, like the first act is always going to be super intoxicating. Just yeah. like the first act of Goodfellas is super intoxicating, mm-hmm. and then and then you got to have a villain, you got to deliver on the stuff, and yeah, for the first act of Batman Begins is stellar, but you know, I mean, Scarecrow it, it drops from there. Scarecrow's kind of eh, the yeah, um, and look, I love having Patrick Bateman as a Batman. As Batman. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, he's he's a great Bruce Wayne, but is he a good? He's Batman? not a good Batman. I agree with yeah. that as yeah. well. To me, I can agree with to that. me, and this is probably you know again and the, age and nostalgia and the member berries talking. And but had Scarecrow been our main villain, it would have been. But that would, if they, they developed they Scarecrow better, flirted at that, he was and never then just one of my took him away from anyway. us and gave us Liam Neeson's shitty fucking character, Raj Al Ghul. Why? Why? Who Raj, ca- which carried the whole trilogy. That yeah. really pissed me off. Yeah. When it was like, 
Never one. I never even liked the Ra's al Ghul episodes. Well, she, of, she's of, like, like stabs just, him. Like, like he sacked my yeah, dick. He's a lame villain. <laughs> um, it's so messed up. Uh, I was saying the the OG um, Tim Burton Batman. Um, um, Michael my, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Dude. dude, me and names today. Just, that library is just closed. Oh, closed for you. cleaning. But yeah, Michael cool Michael Keaton is 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 my. I think he does a great Bruce Wayne and Batman. I don't think, you know, yeah, he wasn't he physically fit or, you know, this big. But for his movies, I think that it worked well. But even, you know, having yeah. seen the other, you know, iterations, I like the Batman. I think we mentioned that on, on one of the early episodes. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Oh, and they're yeah, doing, they're, so, so they're, they're greenlit on a sequel. Sweet. And um, so talking about villains. They're probably going to let me down. They're talking about doing Clayface. Which but could be cool, who, but that could who suck. Who was excited about the Riddler, and then how cool was that? So I'd love okay. the Riddler. Yeah, I mean Jim Carrey uh, killed it. Yeah, I mean no, 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 no. no, no, no. You talk about Paul Danos. Yeah, yeah. I was like when weird the Riddler though. Paul oh yeah, Dano was going to play the Riddler. I was like, huh? Yeah. But then it was it was cool. But I mean, sure was a bit derivative, derivative of the Joker. Yeah, but like I believe that we'll probably get more Penguin, especially because they are doing a series. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, so um, I, I, we probably spent a lot of time here on Batman, Joe. Uh, what are you offering up as a I am offering sequel up better than the original? Short Circuit Two. <sighs> Having rescued Robot Johnny Five from being destroyed by the military in Short Circuit, Indian scientist Ben Chavri, played by. The non-Indian Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens, man. <laughs> moves to New York City to become a, an American citizen. After struggling to sell a few toy replicas of Johnny, Ben must scramble to make more when Sandy Bonatoni, who's a Cynthia Gibb, orders 1000 for her department store. And, you know, hilarity ensues because it's a comedy about a robot who falls in with cholos in New York City. Yes, so... <sighs> On the last time I watched that, I think uh, you and I had watched that together, uh, probably about Michael McKean, ten Tim years Blaney. ago. Michael McKean's in it. Yeah, it is such a racist. He's movie. the street hustler who it's like. Racist. It is such a racist. It's so movie. bad. It's so like like perfectly eighties though. Because he's he's right. It's a great movie. Like the movie, it, it was super enjoyable. But I kept cringing so much. I was like, man. <laughs> What the fuck? So, like, first off, so Fisher Stevens is is a is definitely white as like fuck. A, yeah, but he's like a street hustler. He's like the brown guy sells faced. You the, oh no, Fisher Stevens. Yeah, I'm talking about he's Michael brown McKean's faced. a street hustler. Uh, yeah, even he's, brown in the, he's a character yeah. from the first one. I mean, he played he was, brown face like eight times in the. Uh, I did like, not it wasn't know that. Just, he's, in, yeah. well, he's in like, like. Like Robert Downey they, Jr. Tropic Thunder. I mean, it's not gross looking, but he if yeah. you look at him... There's a white guy. You, look, he's right here. This guy yeah. was playing an Indian guy. Oh. He's brown from... Face. Where are you from? Anyway, so it's not black Pittsburgh. face, brown face. I mean, yeah. like, the whole... Hello, I am from Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. it was horrible, yeah. But, yes, it's a funny movie. It is definitely... Uh, so, I love Short Circuit. Short Circuit growing up was something I watched a shitload. It's good. But I did not watch the second one a shitload, and... And I did. And uh, when I had seen it the first time, I think it was just like a, a family watch. And then I hadn't really seen it again until we rewatched it. And I'm like, God damn, this is 
a funny fucking movie. Budget fifteen million. Have you seen either of the Short Circuit 21. movies? Twenty one point six. I've never even heard of them. Okay, so I I definitely recommend it. They're um, mid eighties. Uh, so you know it's practical effects. He's a giant robot. Short Johnny Circuit Five. was nineteen eighty six. Short Circuit two. Eighty nine. Ninety one. Eighty eight. Real soon after. Did they complete the trilogy? It no. wasn't a trilogy. Nope. <laughs> no, it ended there. Like, but he's so but back then you were lucky to even get a it, sequel, it got, let alone like there yeah. was Time's there was no automatic trilogy. Uh, yeah, they had to have. They it wasn't until like the late '90s where they were like, "Oh, if you make a second one, you're guaranteed a, a third. Yeah, like, and, and the second one's got a lot more action, a lot more antics. Um, but so, so going into it, I, I definitely recommend watching the first one, um, and then the second because you can't watch the second without the first one. I definitely think that's one of those. I mean, you could probably enjoy it, but you I think can, to, but to yeah, get the full experience, to get the full experience, like the character, you have, like you have to know what. Yeah, Johnny the, Five what Johnny is, Five is has basically gone through to it's, get he's, there. A, he's a military robot of a fleet of robots and he gets jacked by lightning. electricity is yeah. lightning yeah. and it, it, it fries his brain and he becomes uh, sentient so, yeah it becomes sentient self-aware AI. and basically. so it's yeah. the it's a it's a coming of age story where now he's the lead right he's yeah. a little fucking puppet robot but he's, um, yeah he's basically a toddler running around and he scientists one of the scientists responsible for him uh, is going after him and that's played by Steve police Gutenberg. academy's Steve Gutenberg thank you I was going to forget it um, and then Fisher Stevens, and and so they're the the bumblers the two going scientists, after it. Yeah. And then, and then a, what's her face uh, from, uh, from Breakfast, Breakfast Club? Club yeah, uh, she. I don't remember her name. I don't care. I do. Uh, She's the beautiful. brunette one. She is beautiful. Yeah, but um, she played like this rescue any stray animal kind early of early version of like, the of who the had like pixie. a taco truck girl, <laughs> right? Yeah. Fair enough. And this was like up in Seattle. This is like yeah. it was like Portland, but it's Oregon. it's fun. You know, it's it's. Uh, I don't think it was intended as a child movie, but it definitely plays for kids. But I I don't I don't want that to discourage you because I still think it's genuinely enjoyable. It's P, it was PG PG thirteen, I think. I believe so. Yeah, I put my phone away. I don't care. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I highly recommend. Um, checking that out so yeah interesting they're both I really didn't even good think movies. Of yeah they're family movies but they're for the whole family so like i still enjoy them for more than the nostalgia i yeah. think because there is that humor there that i don't really remember i'm here like because when i was 12 watching it or eight watching it you know what i mean yeah I, I, you laugh for different reasons yeah of course of course so. or you wake up and you're like wow this is fucking racist <laughs> <laughs> is it like but it's like funny racist or like yeah. Like, you know, so yeah, here's the thing: know, some of it's like, oh god, it's, was it really like? But yeah. it, that's how it was it, back it then. And and I, you know, it's not right. But it's, it's not well, here's, right. But here's my thought on that. I don't know if we've discussed this yet. But we've moved it, on from it. The world is better than it, it was. It has to then, exist. So. It has to exist. You have to watch it so that I'm when you gonna, see it, you're like, ah, oh, damn! I'm not gonna apologize I can't for believe it. we right. were like that. I'm glad we're getting better. Exactly. You can't if you wipe this shit out, then. That's what's wrong with cancel. You can't culture. deny it. Because you, you can't have deny to be that able it existed. To, if you don't learn from history, you are doomed to repeat it. So you have to keep it around and not cancel people for it, and just remember that that's not how you do things. This is exactly, exactly. So yeah, yes, it is definitely something you can remember still enjoy. your history. You just don't gonna, celebrate the bad parts. Right. There's still good things that happened back then. Agreed. Um, anything else you want to add about Short Circuit? Two. I. No, was there a subtitle not. to that? Or was it just Short Circuit 2 or was there a uh, let me Back in the check. City? I think, no, I think it was just, just Short Circuit 2. So while you're looking at yeah, that. Yeah, just straight Short Circuit 2. And it had them like popping their head out of a, a manhole <laughs> of cover in the middle of New York City, right? <laughs> Welcome to the big city, right? Because they were from 
the West Coast. Up and in the what's interesting about that as a sequel series, uh, or as a sequel, is that it is not the exact same formula as the first one at all. Because no, you know, it's a completely different formula. Aside from the fact that Johnny's angst annex are basically well, the, the same. character. He's yeah. innocent. He but the the plot format he, isn't yeah, just he a, mistrusts a, people. He gets in right. It's tra- not a palette swap of what the last one was. It's actually not like, like Austin Powers. It's actually. You like heist movies because these thieves get him to like use his plasma cutter to get into a bank vault. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like it's, it's yeah. hilarious. Because, so if he's a child in the first one, he's a teenager in the second one mentally. So he gets he gets peer Taking pressure. Advantage of, and, yeah. yeah. So, so I got a question. So if the theme yeah. is the theme, the second one's obviously better. Is the first one even worth watching? Or I just oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is just so. Like I was saying, you the formulas are different. How the character grows because it's all about Copy. this sentient robot. The second one couldn't have existed per- without the first one. Society, right? But it is it's, definitely worth seeing both. I mean, 100%, I don't think you'd be mad if you marathon the two of them back to back. Okay. No, yeah, because they're like each 90 minutes yeah. of that. I think the yeah. first one's like, yeah. They're, I could look it up. They're whatever. easy watches as far as that goes. You're going to spend less than three hours at it. Um, so I'm going to open up mine with Desperado. Nice. Desperado yeah. is the this sequel. This would have made my list, but I already knew. I knew this motherfucker was going to take it. <laughs> um, Robert, Rightfully so. Robert, Robert Rodriguez's Rodriguez, yep. Des- Desperado with, um, uh, God, names. Jesus Christ. Give me a second. Give Antonio me a second. Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek and Antonio Banderas. Um, an incredible soundtrack um, with uh, um, Tito and Tarantula. Um, yes. But this is a so it's a, a sequel to his straight to straight to Spanish video El Mariachi, the one that he famously hey, 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 hey. made for seven thousand no, dollars. Um, Desperado he made for seven hundred thousand uh, dollars, and it, his goal for it was to make a big action movie for the studio that looks like it was made for seven million dollars, but was not, but could make them the money. And what I love about this is, obviously, the 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 five thousand dollars to seven hundred thousand dollars is a huge budgetary you know jump. Yeah. Um, so El Mariachi is a great movie, but it's a great movie because. Of what he did with, you know, with five thousand dollars, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Desperado, he did some crazy shot. He decided and... to kind of revamp the story up a little bit, um, but to go all same, in. It was kind of the same movie, but like it ends up being like his brother or something. Like, like the way he naturally progresses the story in the trilogy. Like, oh yeah, yep. Um, yeah, I have honestly forgotten um, because, that, because that's insignificant that, to well, my enjoyment of the, the movie. Original, the original El Mariachi is actually one of the guys who comes. The, the actor from that movie is one of the guys who comes to. He's, as, he's, he's at the end to beat the big boss guy. Yeah, like he's, one of, he's one of the, he's one of the other mariachis that shows yeah. up. Yes, yes, because I, so, I don't know. To me, like this. To me, I don't it's know if it's character. true. No, it's right. the same character. He's playing character. the same character, right? So this gangster has done this to all three of these dudes' wives. Um, I think they it's killed all their wives. I think it's more of an Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two situation where sure. it, I'm talking about my own brain here. Okay, okay. so Joe's, this is where this, this is, is Joe Cannon. This is what the Joe Cannon did. Like he's like this gangster's done this to all. I know it ends up being like the one dude's actual brother, but we're talking about the big gangster above him that he goes to get in the third movie, right? Mm-hmm. The, the general, Johnny Depp. General. Mm-hmm. No, Johnny Depp. Is, the, the one that looks like Willem Dafoe. That one. Yeah. I don't know how they found a guy that looked like Willem Dafoe, but they did. Have you seen Desperado? No, I have not. 
I, I mean, I've seen like clips on YouTube and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's the very classic like, explosion behind. It is is one hundred percent just the, a yeah. a ninety. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the don't look behind you with the explosion. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. of it. You've seen all the of it. It's thing where it's like cool guys. That's it. Look at his that's <laughs> it. Hundred percent. And cool and guys, Antonio Banderas does it. You know, it's chick. it's a it's a sexy movie. It's an um, uh, action filled movie. It is definitely. Um, a lot indicative of blue steel, like yeah, it's indicative of <laughs> of '90s action movies because that was his goal. You know, again, he told the studio, "I can do this. Like, I want to do like the diehard shit, but yeah. you know, I'm going to do it for less money, and I'll show you it, it'll be worth it." Um, and it is. It's super enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's very. Um, it's a fun romp. Yeah. So and yeah, you get to see a young Selma Hayek. She's sexy. Uh, like you partially see naked, yeah. The I I the soundtrack in that movie is uh, something I listen to a lot. Really I good, fucking yeah. Love that soundtrack. Yeah, it, it's what shot, chopped, and scored all by Robert Rodriguez, right? He Correct. did all the music, everything. Correct. Yeah. Um, no, he did not do the music in that one. Uh, he, didn't. he didn't start doing the music until like uh, Spy Kids. And but he used Tito and Tarantula, and that's his band. It right? is not his band. That's it's his, his friend. Band? No, okay. Tito. Yep. No, I'm Tito mistaken. is his. Yeah, uh, is his a friend band? of his. Uh, Tito and Tarantula. Oh, oh, you're talking about what is Robert Rodriguez band? Uh, they are Chung. Ah, man. I'll have to come back to that. Let me look that up. Uh, while I'm looking that up, though, uh, Quinn, what would be your second recommendation for us this week? So, Chinganos. I, I was Chinganos. I was fortunate enough to have enough time to watch the rewatch the original and the sequel for this one, and I got to go with Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah, it was it. I literally had so much Judgment fun. Day. Yeah. yeah okay, Day, I'll give you that. Yeah, like I'll give you that. The first one, it, it really sets up this really cool formula with a lot of practical effects. It was it was made too soon. Yes. And that's really why they don't waited. say that. So, don't say that. Look, they, this is don't why they say that because that, I I I think it's a great movie because of what Cameron did. If Cameron waited till he had Avatar shit to do T two, no, 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 it'd no, be no. a shitty fucking. No, no, movie. no. What I'm saying is the first one was done a couple years too early, oh, and that's okay. why they waited so long to do the yeah. second one so that the technology I could keep up with I the you. story. That's my bad. That's why I'm agreeing super with super fake shots. I love the first one. one. Yeah. I saw it in theaters with my dad when I was young. It's very nostalgic mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. But going back and look, if they would have, instead of like, what, 88 or 89 they made that? Yeah. If they would have done that in like them. 91, 92, because when was uh, Judgment Day? Like 94? Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. If they would have just pop, pop, I think the technology would have done the the whole franchise better. Yeah. You know what the I mean? I agree. The 84. First, the first, first one first had. One. So when was the second one? 91. Okay, so if they would have done like oh, 80, 88 yeah. to ninety and ninety one, yeah. but yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, and, it was a while. and so ILM did a lot for Terminator Two. You know, that was one of the earliest. Uh, so Cameron was lucky enough to have both of the first on screen CGI stuff. The first one was with the underwater one he did before that, which I've not seen and I can't remember what it was called. The Abyss. The Abyss. I and love then, the Abyss. Then and they Harris. improved it with the T one thousand, you know, mold and meld, and, but. Aside from just that, I think that Terminator 2 is a better story. Like, overall, the whole movie. It's got layers. Because the first one, like, you kind of get, like, Robo hunting Sarah Connor. Yeah. And there's time travel, but it's more of a gimmick. And then the second one kind of turns into this whole lore and this whole world. And there's, like, layers to it. She's escaping the asylum. Then they're they're stopping him from the thing. And the, then at first you think the Terminator's <laughs> here to kill the kid, and he's not. And right. Then, like, the, the liquid metal guy. And it, it, I just think it's, like, the first one's great. Second one is just better in absolutely every way. 100%. Unless, unless you like, you like, 
you like love like practical effects or something, then maybe there was still a lot of yeah. practical effects in T two. They blew up trucks, you know. They they definitely raced down that Calm canal down, and Sorry. you know <laughs> there was Cameron. there was movie. Well, come on, don't don't. I said I'm what not I said. that. I'm I not that. I'm not that into I Cameron. Said what I said. But um, yes, uh, there's still on Avatar. <laughs> we don't have time. I haven't seen it, so I have nothing to say. No, it's 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 a fun. No, I haven't seen the second one yet. Yeah, that's why I haven't seen it because nobody can give me a good enough it's a recommendation. Cookie cutter plot that Disney has used a million times with some awesome CGI. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well said. Um, so yeah, so Terminator Two. I totally agree. I think um, it's probably one of my favorite Arnold performances. Of all of his movies, probably when he He's got like man, the dude. most refined of his performance. And I know he plays a robot, but you know, as I think that's to his advantage. But yeah. that's what I was gonna I mean, say. Like it's stuff, English in the because I'm not asking him to be an actor that he's not. He's a character actor, right, so sure. he, 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 we know what we can get from it's him. Not a puma. <laughs> Yeah. And I think Terminator 2 is one of Who his, is your daddy and better. what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, got me snorting. <laughs> my, my dad's a gynecologist, and he, all, he looks at vaginas all day long. <laughs> the little kid. Kindergarten cop. All right, Joe. Uh, yes. Let's get your second recommendation, and then I will give one, and then we will take a quick break. Okay. What is... Oh, wrong way. What is my second recommendation? Oh, uh, is that the right one? Yeah, we'll go there. I'm going to go with 2002's Red Dragon. Interesting. Anthony Hopkins, Ralph Fiennes, Ed Norton, Emily Watson, Harvey Keitel, one of our favorites, the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Mary Louise Parker. So this is a... a sequel to the Silence of the Lambs and yep. Lecter yep. series. And it's ex-FBI agent Will Graham, played by Edward Norton, is an expert investigator who quit the Bureau after almost losing his life in the process of capturing the elusive Dr. Lecter, Anthony Hopkins. After the series, after a series of particularly grisly murders, Graham soon realizes that the best way to catch this killer, known as the Tooth Fairy, is to find a way to get inside the killer's mind. And as we know, FBI agents love to use Hannibal Lecter to crawl in the mind of other killers, like Buffalo Bill and all that. And the, the Tooth Fairy is played by Ralph Fiennes, and he is truly magical. Ralph Fiennes is uh, so good. Such a good is, actor. Is Silence of the Lambs the prequel to this, or like, what is the? Is there like Silence a of the Lambs? One Silence of the Lambs is the original. And yeah, it's, 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 this is like in the universe. In the universe, yeah. So it, it takes place after. Hmm. Um, there, it's a series of books, I believe. Now this, this uh, Ed Norton, this FBI agent, did catch Hannibal Lecter in the past. So like, like before Silence of the Lambs, because mm-hmm. he was captured. But this is later, so it is still a sequel. Hmm. And he just comes and revisits the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, the prequel was... What was that one called? That was terrible. Oh, they're all right here. Um, Raising Han- Hannibal Rising? Yeah. 
Yeah, Hannibal yeah it was bad. And there's Hannibal, and that I don't remember a lot from Red Dragon. I remember enjoying it. Is that the one um, uh, with the scene? Does somebody have like sounds cool? A crazy tattoo on their That's back. That's Ralph Fiennes with that tattoo on his back. Yeah, that yeah. that movie is bonkers. It's so good, dude. And it's not the one with Ray Liotta. No. No? no I didn't really hear you I didn't hear you mention his name. No, okay. No, it's got Harvey Keitel and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, who I love. Yeah. I we'll have to have a long conversation about Hoffman one day. Oh yeah. He'd be a fun one to do. We could just do an episode on him. He's got so many good movies. Yeah, so I would I would be I would look forward to seeing Red Dragon again because I'm I'm not super familiar with it. So good. Um have you seen any of the like Silence of the I Lambs? Mean, I saw Silence of the Lambs and I loved it. I've seen it like probably three three, maybe four times, but I never really went into the expanded universe. Love it was kind of late, like yeah. you know, it it stood on its own. Silence of the Lambs for a while. That was probably what, like ninety one or something. Ninety one, like exactly. It was two thousand yeah. something before. This was yeah. two thousand and two. You know, so it took them some time to say, "Oh, let's go back and, and like, revisit." This was uh, so like Hannibal was the was the second one, right? Yeah, and that was two thousand one, and it flopped. It did with, terrible because it was a terrible Moore movie. I think it. that's the one with Ray Liotta. Yes, Ray Liotta, Julianne Moore, and that's the that. best part because he gets uh, Hannibal eats like he, he cuts open, cuts open Ray Liotta's head, head and, and like eats his brain, his brain while he's while alive. he's alive and cooks oh, it and geez. eats it with him. He's like, feeding him his own brain. It's like the Temple of Doom, but with humans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that bug man. scene making me squirm. So I imagine the head thing would be even gross. Yeah. Um, so that flopped so hard that they just like threw Red Dragon. They're like, go, go make this. Yeah. Like, because they needed this. Well, to, like, because they thought the... they thought Hannibal, just calling it Hannibal and everything else would be like, that's just a. But they had, they're like, we, we can't kill the franchise. No. Go, go, but go. But Red Dragon was, was definitely a better. Is Hannibal like a real person? No. Uh, he's an amalgamation, I think, of, of you know, a yeah. several. Yeah, um, it's a it's he's a character in I'm, I'm fairly certain a series of novels because Manhunter was based off of right. a novel. Yeah. And that's that's in there as well. But that's not canon, I don't think, to that film. No world. No. And he, there's there's other ones here, too. There was a uh, what was it? Manhunter was one of them that wasn't the canon. And then there's another one. Uh, uh, the Watcher. Uh, Interesting. It says. Oh, this is just people also searched for, yeah. so never mind. All right, so moving on, I am going to throw out Rob Zombie's... Seven. I'm like, that's not <laughs> That's no. not true. What you got for me, Brad? Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects. Okay, yeah. Yep, That. see, that was going to be on mine, too, but I had a feeling... That is the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, which is a bonkers movie. I loved House of a Thousand Corpses. It's really I good. But I think Devil's, Devil's Rejects, Rejects yes. is just... A better fucking movie. It's more grounded. It's, um, I think it's creepier, but not for like House of a Thousand Corpses, very gory, very um, in your face, like I'm a horror thing. Whereas The Devil's Rejects plays with your psyche a lot. Um, and it really, really makes you hate these fucking characters. However, they're the antagonists. Right, they're the the lead characters are fucking vile, so you're not exactly rooting for them, but at the same time, because this is what you're watching, you're rooting for them. Like this is how you want, you know, you want this to, to go through, and but you don't want to see them do terrible fucking things to people, and they do. Um, and I think it's got one of the greatest ending sequences in probably the horror genre. <laughs> okay, with yeah. the with the freebird riding off into the. The destruction, yeah. yeah. 
Um, well, their form of the sunset, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and they chose that, that, like well, that, and was that the, on their terms. And that brings what I was just saying about them because it's like, okay, they don't get away, so to speak. I mean, he went ahead and made a trilogy, but regardless, at the end of that movie, the way that that ends, the way that that story is told, uh, it's it's appropriately conclusive. Yeah, um, it's really good. Are you familiar with the fucking fruity? Uh, I saw House of Thousand Corpses, but not its sequel. So Devil's Rejects takes that whole family on the run. And if House of a Thousand Corpses is... Um, it's a it's a slasher movie, like... Yeah. Uh, you would compare it to, you know... Uh, this is the next morning, the cops come and raid the compound. and the, Oh, it's like it picks up right where the movie Right where up. it left off. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I'm going to have to watch right it. Right where and, it left off. And off. they call Captain Spot. Daddy, daddy, we got to get out of here, brother. And they, okay, you know the plan, you fuckers. You know and it becomes, <laughs> becomes a road movie, so it's a, a lot What's more so like... Wrong? So it's like it's a whole different Don't genre. Clowns make you happy, and so then at that point it's the police oh, chasing, chasing, chasing them. So yeah, that's that's my second recommendation. So uh, before we take our break, I'm going to do a quick review because that's uh, something else I forgot to do last week as well. Was kind of review the list. Um, I'm not going to name who named everything because it's just going to waste your time and mine. Yep. So on our list we have The Dark Knight, Short Circuit Two. Desperado, yeah. T2, Judgment Day, Red Dragon, and The Devil's Rejects. So we are going to come back with everybody's last two picks after this quick break. <sighs> Breaking open the truly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds refreshing. Mm-mm. All right. So we're going to get back into talking about movie sequels that are better than the original bow, bow, bow. by our opinions. Um, Quinn, we are going to come back to you. We each have two more recommendations to make. Are oh. you ready? Yes. Okay. So I debated not saying this one, um, but I'm, I'm so passionate about it. And I, I really do think that it is like one of the biggest surprise uh, sequels that I've ever seen. So, Jackass 4. Did any of you guys see it? Interesting. The it, newest no. one? The newest one, Jackass uh, 4. It is... Jackass Forever? Is that Forever, yeah. Yeah, Jackass one, yeah. 4, yeah. It is, I have not seen it yet, no. It is... So, the first one is obviously classic. But sure. the, a lot of yeah. the first one is, like, them getting hurt or, like, gory. Where you're like, ooh, or just... It's, it's, it's a lot of, like... But the fourth one is so, like, particularly designed where every single bit is just so funny. There's no, like... The one where in the first one where they're just giving themselves paper cuts or getting kicked in the balls. It's like literally only the they've most ma- they've, funny they've stuff. They've truly made an art of it. Yeah, yeah. Can, have, I, can I ask? Down to I'm a telling science. you, because what I've heard of this, like one somebody lost a finger, like three people almost died, like on the fourth one. Yeah, art is pain. Okay, so, <laughs> so, here's, so here's my question. I've I've never this really is been designed to be painful. This is not art, yeah. like pain for the sake I'm, of art. Just this kidding, is yeah. just like that was me being tacky. It's I know and well done, <laughs> but it's fuckery. Yeah, at its finest and really for the worst. Like yeah. I mean, good for them. I'm not like oh okay, you got famous off of you made some money, you made your mark. Okay, but like you're going out intent on hurting. Your friends or, or yourself. Yourself. Yeah. And, like, probably indefinitely and permanently injuring you or loved ones. Yeah. For what? Like, it's a 
cheap thrill. Yeah, like, so that's where not, that's where I'm at. I it's not real entertainment. To me. I haven't I haven't really watched a lot of the Jackass movies. I think I saw two and a half, which I didn't really love, and then I learned was like none of two. It was like a whole different yeah alternate takes and whatever and so it was like the shit that ended up on the floor right made into another feature length um and i watched some of the show um i i probably more enjoyed watching bam for a while but it's the same thing like it's chicanery and <coughs> oh, excuse me oh, sorry that's all right joe you, you do mm. you good i'm good all right um so yeah i i never i never really found entertainment in it um that being said um do you think that come the fourth one is it smarter like is there it's yeah there's it like they did a whole silence of the lamb like there's there's they're, they're like bits now they're not it's not just like oh we're gonna kick someone in the balls like there's like comedic bits like there was they did this whole silence of the lamb thing where they, they were completely in the dark and they literally had like they let a grizzly bear into a room where like and it was night vision and stuff but the grizzly bear was like chained up and they had this whole like 15 minute sequence of like these three guys were in this room come in the complete pitch dark and like different things come in like they drop taser from the ceiling and then like an actual grizzly bear comes in and like they make them think like spiders are on their neck and or stuff like that i mean i don't know the movie was just like i mean i see what yeah. you're saying like there's like, like i put it right more under orchestrated yeah. yeah it's more okay. orchestrated yeah. and stuff like that but i still don't okay great they got a better budget they were able to yeah. do more pre-production rather than just like we're gonna go here and try this you yeah. know what i mean they got to actually plan some really horrific stuff but i signed out you know like i'm from the generation of like cky and shit like before sure. there was actual jackass and when yeah. they were doing it all on skate videos and stuff and i grew up with like my friends doing stupid shit like that like yeah. we'd be watching a movie and one of them would come out of the kitchen for making nachos and just like throw flour in your face <laughs> be like antiquing and I'm like I'm gonna f like nobody ever fucked with me like that yeah. because I would fuck them up like I <laughs> like I'm 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 all for like impractical joker stuff yeah. but like practical jokes can go too far agreed and it, I think that's why that, I don't that, fuck that, with that specific group of friends <laughs> has been the epitome of taking it too far okay uh, yeah. and i good for them for making money off of it but i i refuse personally to participate in bettering that or perpetuating it right so if you love it great yeah i'm sure people out there love it and i don't hate you for it i just like one of my favorite skateboarders and comedians died from that shit because they just couldn't stop fucking with each other and yeah. couldn't ever take Who was themselves that? seriously. Ryan. Ryan oh. Dunn? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought you were talking about. All right. Uh, so Joe... I don't want. I'm, how, I am never the downer. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Jackass forever. I get it. Uh, Joe, what's, uh, what is your next recommendation? Gonna have to go with Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. So they had the the their first movie, Tales from the Crypt. First first length was uh, Bordello of Blood, right? Yeah. With uh, Dennis Miller and some ladies or whatever. Corey Feldman was in it. Whatever. It it was all right. The first one was okay. And they're not the, really related, I guess, but it is still a, it's a sequel. It's the second Tales from the Crypt feature film. The, and these aren't anthologies, right? This is one whole story. 
Yes. For the length of the film. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's one whole story for for a feature length instead of the short stories like the TV series. Was. Right. And the and they they it does tie in at one point. There is like a character you see from the first movie. Like there's a reference. Right? Oh, okay. Like the key is in both movies as well, and the key is one of the so main what's the props what's the plot? I don't remember if so I've seen Demon Knight. Ex soldier Frank Baker, uh, played by William Sadler. As the guardian of an ancient key that can unlock tremendous evil. The sinister but charming collector, Billy Zane, is a demon who wants the key so he can initiate the apocalypse. On the run from the wicked mercenaries for almost 90 years, Baker finally stops in at a boarding house in New Mexico, where, with the help of its quirky residents, he plans to face off against the collector and his band of ghouls, preventing them from ever seizing the key. Yeah. Does it have the tone that the show had? Yeah, it does. It's very creepy. Like the the lighting is awesome. It's otherworldly. It's you know like there's a there's like it's like does it have that like this boarding house slam? is in an old uh, like church. Mm-hmm. So there's like stained glass. So you see moonlight coming through stained. There's like neon signs and stuff. Like what was what was your question? Does it have the same like comedic slant that the Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like at one point, like Billy Zane, the collector, the demon, he's playing like a redneck kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he like he's all fed up, right? And he like takes and like throws his cowboy hat and his trench going around and goes, You goddamn lower down, power down, stupid motherfuckers. God, I'm I, sick of this shit. I don't think I've seen this one. It's I'm, so good. Man, Billy Zane, William Sadler, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Thomas Hayden Church, Brenda Bake. Uh, I feel like the one that I watched yeah. recently. I feel like maybe we did watch this one re- recently. I have definitely but it's not, watched this with you. But it's not. When you say not, recently, though, it's within the last year, like year or two. That's what I'm saying. We watched one within the last two or three years, and um, I just I don't recall. Night. I don't recall anything from it. So watching it again would would be beneficial. Uh, does this sound familiar to you? No. Yeah. Have you have you watched uh, much or know much about the Tales from the Crypt series? No, I mean, I've, I've heard, like, we, we talked about them a bit when I was at MPI, um, but I never got around to watch them. So, um, it's a, a pulp fiction-based type, because I think it, it did come from um, a comic, book comic series. series. Yeah. Um, there's the Crypt Keeper, is a, it's a, a walking skeleton, basically, and he's like the host of the show. There's and the each yeah. episode, you know, he introduces, he's very, he's very punny. Um, makes uh like terrible like ghoulish jokes and and this and that but um it's it was an hbo series that it's right now because i tried watching recently it's not available anywhere um but when it does become available somewhere um which might make it difficult um joe if this one comes up oh no because if we just watch it recently we should watch it you know what i think i fucked up no matter what you can um you can, I'm looking there's, here. There's movie sites and you can unless, watch any movie for free. Just, unless this is wrong. Yeah, I gotcha. It says Bordello of Blood was made in 1996. But uh, ultimately what I'm saying is I do recommend Tales from the Crypt. And this was 1995. It's, uh, it was uh, mid-90s. It okay. introduced uh, they, uh, the TV series on HBO had a lot of famous directors, like Arnold Schwarzenegger famously I'm, directed I'm going to have to uh, to renege my... Uh, oh, wait, because it's not a sequel is what you're saying? It's not. It says 1995. Oh, I'm just catching on what's going on. Okay, Bordello well. Bordello of Blood is then 1990. I guess and I cannot recommend Bordello of Blood over... So we got to spin the uh, wheel back over to you, Joe. You got to pick us uh, I, I a have, new recommendation. Yeah, I got to go back to... Bring okay. that list up. 
Well, I could jump straight to my number four, but I think, yeah, I'll do that and I'll just add another one for four. So I'm going to go to Dr. Sleep. Okay. Dr. Sleep, which, if you're not familiar, is the sequel to The Shining. Mm-hmm. And it's struggling with alcoholism. Dan Torrance remains traumatized by the sinister events that occurred at the Overlook Hotel when he was a child. His hope for a peaceful existence soon becomes shattered when he meets Abra, a teen who shares his... I probably said that wrong, whatever. His extrasensory gift of the shine. Together, mm -hmm. they form an unlikely alliance to battle the true not occult whose members try to feed off the shine of innocence to become immortal. And this is Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson. This came out recently, right? Caleb yeah, 2019. That's Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, a strong Ewan McGregor. Yes, a very strong performance. He's Obi-Wan. No, he's from Train Spotting, man. You're like, okay, Obi-Wan to your generation, but you need to watch the movies and see why he's Obi-Wan. Yeah, that's fair. That man... So oh. he put in his dues before Obi Wan. Oh he's yeah, so good. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah he's, no. been, he's been killing it for um, like at least twenty years. Was he? Was he in Gattaca? I don't know. I don't think no, he was that in was Gattaca. oh, that was the other guy. Oh god, um, Ethan Hunt. It was Ethan Hunt, yeah. Hawk, Ethan Hawk, Ethan Hawk, Hawk and yeah. uh, but yes, Ian McGregor's been oh, around uh, quite a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely McGregor. definitely yeah. go back I, and check. Like he said, Train Spotting. That's that's a good yeah. place to go. That's where he really got his start. He'd done some some things before that, but nothing mm -hmm. really. Um, he he was in another movie that I recommended on the podcast. Uh, he played Iggy Pop. Oh, that's right. In Velvet. Velvet Goldmine. Goldmine. Yeah. Well, he he wasn't Iggy Pop, but he's fucking Iggy Pop. Okay? Um, Doctor Sleep <laughs> is directed by Mike Flanagan, who is um, like killing it in the the horror game. But he's the one who directed um, Black Mass. Ah. Okay. Um, and he Doctor took Sleep. a lot of care in making Doctor Sleep in the world of. Um, the Shining, the Stephen movie, King, because yeah. the the well, because the the, the movie famously does not go Follow well with book. Stephen King, right? right. So, but he, making this, I I haven't read Doctor Sleep, so I don't know if the movie stays close to the book or not. But he wanted it to be like canon to the movie over the book, right? Which which it does, but it's still true enough. Like, okay, if if you read the book The Shining and still enjoyed the movie, then you can read. Doctor Sleep and still yeah, enjoy I agree. because it's, I agree. it is of that but well, I guess I, that's not for everybody what but I was pointing me, out was definitely. just that, that as a filmmaker and I don't I don't wholly love a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff sometimes it's a win sometimes it's it's a miss for me and that's just how I feel um, but I, I appreciate the care that he took uh, in Doctor Sleep in creating a visual look that Kubrick had brought to yes. The Shining um, and to a modern day. Like, I, I thought he did a really, really good job at, at recreating the Overlook Hotel. Very, very much so. And, have and you seen it? I'm going to have to watch it. it the way. Have you seen The Shining? Yeah, I saw The Kubrick Shining, did. and I saw the trailer for the remake. I was like, oh, cool, Shining remake, and then I haven't thought about it So it's not really a remake. Now. So the boy in The Shining is now an adult. grown up and that's yeah. who you yeah, know McGregor sequel. plays. I, I should have said sequel. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a sequel. Yeah, I basically saw the trailer and then hadn't thought about it till right now. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Well, we might but be watching have you it. Have you actually seen The Shining yeah. before? Okay. Yeah, he did say he, uh, how, he saw that. How long ago have you seen that? Um, probably, let's see, I watched, I watched it with my first girlfriend, so probably 2017. 
Okay. okay. Yeah. So not too long ago. Yeah. For us, but probably longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Years seem to mean more when you're younger. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so moving right along, I am going to throw out George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Um, Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. is a great movie, but Dawn of the Dead is much like Quinn, what you were saying about Terminator and Terminator 2, having you know more opportunity. He took his story and opened up the world greatly, but you know it was all taking place in a mall. Um, yeah, that's it's one of my favorites. It's, Me and my wife watch that one oh, God. regularly. And and you know the the Every way Halloween. he's able to have an original horror concept, you know, because you know, the, the whole zombie thing was relatively new. Uh, he was one of the first. He didn't yeah. even call. They weren't zombies in Night of the Living Dead. The um, undead. They, they were just the undead. And um, you know, the the first one was. Uh, it, he denies it. Most people agree that it's an allegory, right, for racism. And um, um, to be able to, to, to have something to say and also put it on top of, you know, it's just a metaphor while you're watching this awesome movie. To do that in an elevated fashion with Dawn of the Dead was phenomenal because then he took the idea of consumerism, killed them all, but at the same time, you know, put the, the, the death living in it and, yeah. and you know, just created this whole statement while making one of the greatest, you know, horror movies, one of the greatest zombie movies that, that ever existed. And, and also, I always thought that part of the horror, too, was all these white people in the movie theater sympathizing with a, a black main character, you know? Yeah. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm like actually sympathizing with them. And mm-hmm. I, I always thought that was like part of the horror, too, at least for them, and part of the same thing with it playing on like racism and having that be part of the symbolism or whatever. Right. You know, and, and like... I don't know. I wasn't that like one of the first movies where in like a big movie there was like a like a black main character for like a movie that was like not just like meant for correct you know, like correct. Yeah. Yep. Was, and uh, was that Ving? Ra- it wasn't Ving Rhames, was it? In in Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. No. God no. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you here in just a moment. My apologies. Yeah. No. Um, way. He's before an amazing Ving actor though. Way before Ving Rhames. So he did such. He did such a good job. See him with the mustache. Horrible. So, so um so horrible that's all right we've both done this tonight you said um joe that this is you and your wife's uh favorite you guys watch this a lot then yes yeah i i haven't seen it in a while um i don't watch movies on repeat as i used to i love dwayne jones is the guy who played ben Dwayne jones yes um but what about you quinn have you seen dawn of the dead yeah so um i it's just one of one of my favorites one of my favorites is when they figure out that there's the guy at the ammunition store across the across parking the lot way. and they start playing games like they're doing chess but then they're doing shoot the lookalike and he's like Burt Reynolds like yes. anybody who looks <laughs> like a, a celebrity and he's like the, the pacing of that movie was off. so much different than the original movie and you know again it's a, it's one of the things where you know the the genuinely filmmaker hate the one guy the filmmaker benefited from something he did before which uh, what is one of the things i think is so fascinating about this topic that we've chosen today because a lot of times the discussion is you know the the first movie is the is the penultimate and everything after that is yeah. trash but sometimes and Mackay Pfeiffer's in that too right he has a wife no you're thinking so you're thinking of the remake dawn of the dead that is that was wondering why you kept saying that uh, no we're talking about the okay, 1970 on the wrong one 1978 yeah, or something well the remake is what me and my wife rewatched okay so that's that is um what's his name's uh remake uh zach um 
My apologies. Justice League, Zack um, Snyder. Snyder. Schneider. Schneider. Yes. Good. No, man. Dawn of the Living Dead. George Romero's. We watched both of them. Yeah. So, like, yeah. 1978. 1978. Yeah, man. No, it's, no, it's, it's incredible. Good. It's good. I've seen it, of course. But um, All right, so moving Sad on. story. Oh, well, I'm glad we caught you up. No, I was not suggesting Zack Snyder. To be clear. To be clear. To be clear. In, in case anyone else had fallen behind. I am recommending the 1978 George Romero original that, Dawn of right. the Dead. Yeah, that's my bet. All right. Quinn, what do you got for us? Okay. So, again, when I think of movies that have a better sequel than the original, um, the movie Logan comes into mind. I think it transcends like the comic book genre, and it's more just about like a like a like a lost old old hero type that that is, and it's like it's like a neo western. It's I don't know. It's one. Of, it's really one of my favorite movies. Not just. Cause, I mean, it helps that Wolverine's my favorite superhero, but yeah. especially with X Men Origins Wolverine, which is like just such a mediocre, bad yeah. early two thousands movie, just completely forgettable. That's the first Deadpool, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. where Deadpool is like some like mummy dude or it's something. A, I saw my my first reaction when I saw that. I saw that one in theater, and I remember liking in, like while I was watching it, I enjoyed everything up until like the third act. Yeah. And then I hated the third act so much that when I got out and my buddy's like, "What'd you think?" I was like, "That movie's fucking stupid." Yeah. Completely forgetting that I I did enjoy the yeah. first part of the movie. <laughs> that is how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, the first two acts of uh, X Men Origins Wolverine are are a very classic action movie. It's mm -hmm. very like Die Hard esque. Very like simple writing, not much depth, no like B plot or anything. It's just Wolverine, and it's cool. It's Wolverine. He's not a complex character. Right. You know, I mean, you can dig in the whole like like he's alive forever, so there's nothing to live for kind of thing. But right. they didn't do that. That was more like the middle samurai one. But again, that's kind of like a just that one wasn't un, great. It was just another superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. I think Logan really hits its stride. I think it's really beautiful. Uh, you know the way like like the he like is able to finally be the father figure and like the, him and like his like like clone daughter like heal each other mm -hmm. and then the way that like him professor like a lost disenfranchised Professor X can finally become like a family that they all need and then like also the movie's just sick. Like he like, fights his clone Logan. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. I can't agree with you. You don't really? like it? I, Everyone, I, so I, I, I didn't dislike it. I, so to be clear, before we get into the discussion, I've not seen it. It took, I mean, it took too long. Like, it, like Too long in years to get there, no, or the movie takes too long to get the, to its point? The movie takes too long to get to its point. Well, so from what I understand, so um, most people I've do. I've seen it at least five times, and yeah. each time, at about the certain time, I was like, I didn't actually fall asleep, but I started so dozing. I missed it in theaters, and, and I tend not to watch heavy movies like that. Like, I just, I, I don't watch a lot of movies now on my own. Like, if I'm not watching it with some people, like, it's, yeah. it's a motivator. So, um, like, this show has helped me watch more movies on my own. Um, so, Logan's probably one that I'll, I'll, I'll finally watch. Um, so, I haven't avoided it, it but good. I miss it, it in the well theater. Done, but but it, most people it, recommend it very heavily. So, your, your taste is, your not your taste, your opinion is, um, it's, um... Yeah, new to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know. So we've never talked about it. I've never a, it's seen. It's not it. a bad movie. I just don't like out of all of the sequels. No, of, he, he's right. Like the the the, the first half of the, the third act. One. The, out of all the Wolverine ones. Yeah. Which one do you think is better? Which one would you say oh, is better? Like strictly, I was just thinking X Men. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Strictly Wolverine. Strictly Wolverine. Yeah. It's got to be the better I of them. Mean, they all 
kind of shit. So, uh, well, I, 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 I still want to see Logan. Um, uh, so we're saying origin, the first actual X-Men Wolverine, or that's the first Wolverine movie? Is that that is the first Wolverine movie, yeah. He's, so we're not saying X-Men's the, the characters. Well, the characters uh, in, because it's an off... Yeah, it's an off, yeah. It's a Wolverine solo movie, and the title of the movie... So it, it has to be just his solo movies, is what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, then I guess Logan would probably be the best one. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I just... I mean, maybe I could rewatch it with a more critical eye, but I mean, I've, well, every so time I've watched... What it, I was going to say, because the, this conversation comes up a lot, so I like... You know, you you gave away a lot of the plot, but I've heard all of that, and that was another reason that I eventually didn't watch it. I was like, oh, let me forget about it for a while because yeah. you know the whole thing was was kind of I don't want to say ruined, but I still feel like I could watch it. However, hearing your description, you kind of mentioned a little bit. You said western. It's a totally neo western. So yeah, um, it is, and it, to to that that's that is typical of the western genre to just take fucking forever. Right, and that's where it lost me. And so you know that's. It, that could be more of it's just not your taste thing. Yeah, it yeah def- definitely doing bad. what it definitely, intended yeah, to do. Yeah, like I said, it's not a well, bad movie. Yeah. I, just, there was, I was just like, oh, at yeah. one point, and, and then, it, it, then it came though. back. Sure, yeah, but I had to though. get there. I, I've, I've not been. I, there are some good westerns out there that I have been recommended I watched, and I like, but I'm not a western fan. Dude, so. I watch some horrible movies. Like if I press play and you get me for more than thirty minutes, you got me for the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I, even if, if I fall asleep, I will go back and go back and go back. I will make sure I yep. finish this because it's, 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 I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm talking. No, nope, I agree. I got an appointment with a the therapist, but that's another story. <laughs> but regardless, like, if art's going on, I want to I see the fruition of that. Yeah. And not judge it based on anything else. And I'd still feel like, like they could have, yeah, maybe neo-noir westerns aren't for me, but. They I think it's a bold, up that it's a bold move for a comic book, especially in today's day and age. Like that's what intrigued me the most, and what made me most want to see it is yeah. because it looked like it. It was like, Agreed. okay, we are a superhero movie, but let's do yeah. something that everyone else is. And that's doing why right I now. watched it, but I feel like the second act could have been tidied up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair he, enough. He's right. It does slow down. My only pitch is be I think it is good enough where it transcends the comic book genre, but you know, it 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 does get slow at the in the beginning of the third act, and he's right, and maybe even. To the part of the the back end of the second act too, so okay, yeah, and I could be kind of, you know, sucking, a- sucking the movie off a bit because I'm obsessed with Wolverine, so I could <laughs> totally go back and like, with a more critical eye. So fair enough. Yeah. All but, right, Joe, uh, that brings you to your last uh, choice for the night. Sure. And that being said, out of all the just Wolverine movies, you're you're not wrong. Yeah. I just it has its flaws for me. Anyways. My next one. Oh, right. I got to go back to the list because I broke my own rules on the last one. Yeah. So I had the Devil's Rejects on here. And I did that. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Goon, Last of the Enforcers. <laughs> so this is a, a Sean... What's it? Sean, uh, Sean, Sean William Scott? Sean, Sean William Scott. Yeah. Stifler. Whatever. I got to type this up real quick. What is it? Last of the Enforcers? Goon. Last of the Enforcers. So I've seen uh, the original Goon and I loved it, but uh, I, I opted out of seeing this one because I just assumed it was low was effort. 2017. No. Uh, so the first one was like total indie and it was all just like on effort of the mm-hmm. people, right? This one had a, a, a decent budget. Uh, it doesn't have the budget on here, regardless, but it's 
It's a good movie. Yeah, it went a little harder. You got Jay Barshall. You got Sean William Scott. Mm-hmm. Mark Andre Gordon. Allison P- Allison Pill. Wyatt Russell. You know, obviously Lee Schweiber comes back because he was in the first one yeah. as the kind of his mentor. Yeah, and uh, Jay Barshall directed. I was going to ask if he did because he directed the first one. Yeah, he did. Yep, and he did the screenplay with J- Jesse Chabot. So like box office was one point two million. So they didn't they didn't do all that good on that. But I don't know what the well, budget it was, a, was. Yeah, and I think it was a, a, a low release type thing, anyways. Yeah, it was it was Netflix. even the first one. Yeah, yeah. even Netflix, the first so. one didn't do very well. But you know how like it's like it's sort of a coming of age story through mm-hmm. through hockey in a weird way, right? So fans of uh, Letterkenny and Shorzy might right. might dig on this, but uh, in this one he really kind of comes into his own. You know what I mean? He really finds his way. He find, You know what I mean? Like I don't really even remember what the formula of the first one was. I just remember really liking it, um, that it was fun. But when the second one came out, uh, I, I don't know. I, don't, I enjoyed it. Well, so, so the plot of it is a lockout has reunited old teammates and brought a crew of new players to the bench for the Halifax Highlanders. Sidelined after one too many hits and now married with a baby on the way, Doug the Thug Glatt hangs up his skates and settles into life as an insurance salesman. They go the retirement route. But when Doug's nemesis, Anders Kane, is made captain of the Highlanders and new ownership threatens to tear his team apart, Doug is compelled back into action. And he comes back to the, yeah. Okay. And it's really that, I mean, I'll, that I'll, underdog, like, overcoming obstacles. Yeah, I mean, if you say story. it hits, then I, I'll watch it. Like, I, I'm not, I wasn't opposed to it. I was afraid that it was just, uh, I mean, I hate to say cash grab because the first one wasn't super successful, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. to, to make a, an older generation uh, reference, like the, the straight to the shelf. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. No, man, I, I mean, I think the first one, to me, was more of that. You know what I mean? Like somebody mm-hmm. trying to get a and movie it, it made. was. That's why sure, I said sure. it's, like, it's hard to... But I feel like this... Like, you know what I mean? Like, you had to... I feel like he, they had to have this idea going into the first one. Right. Because it really feels like it flushes the story out. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. you don't feel as sad for the guy anymore. You're like, oh, like, okay, yeah, this is like... But he's happy in that. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't... Like, in the first one, you find, kind of felt tortured by it. So, have... Have you seen this movie at all? Do you know what we're talking about? No. So it's a hockey comedy. Um, I do I do recommend the first one. So if Joe says watch reckoning, the second one. Reckoning to the old school eighties of maybe the movie Slapshot. Slapshot. Yeah, yeah I, I remember like that, you know. I remember making that um, observation myself. And this this is about hockey hooligans, you know, like basically what he does is play like double A AA or triple A hockey and he's mm-hmm. paid to beat the shit out of people. And he's like, I'm a hockey player. I'm a hockey player. Like, no, you're a goon. Yeah. And he's he has to the first one. He has to face up to that. And the second one, he's like, accepted that, retired from that. He's like, oh, he's found a life and he's happy. And but he still loves his team. And then some shit goes down. He's like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna go goon it up again. And yeah, it's heartwarming. So I'm looking over the list, and these are all but it's ridiculous too. It's slapstick comedy. It's yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are you done? Oh, I am done. Okay. I'm looking over the list, and there's some great recommendations here. Um, and I've got to make my last recommendation, and um, I'm torn. <laughs> I'm torn. Because I, I do have some on the list here, but well, I don't, don't know what kind of statement gonna, I want. We, I know. and I, just, I was just torn, and I settled with Goon, too. So, so 
But mine are, okay. Uh, having not seen Goon 2, I can't make uh, the adjustment, but uh, I've got some good choices here. And So do I. Um, so you used half of mine. All right. So... <laughs> So I think I think I'm gonna go with Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That's on mine too. Nice choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had mentioned Bill Hadler earlier, and I was like, oh man, you know he's definitely gonna show. So I so I saw Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey first. Um, so maybe it's a uh, order, you know. Uh, no, I say no. I owned the VHS like straight, like with the like studio art on yeah. the cover, like. Not like released, like oh, we bought one that people have rented at Blockbuster a hundred times. I got like the Fort first one, Christmas, or the second one, the first one. So I watched the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. So when the second one came out, I obviously, I like at that time, I went and bought that shit myself with the. It's know, just, I think it's I a funnier movie. Loved it. Yeah, it 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 stepped. It was like okay, if we can get away with this, mm-hmm. let's. And it just did. Like Tina Turner is amazing in it. She's funny as hell because yep. she's basically. Playing the Rufus character, yeah, and so it's yeah, she, but Rufus it's, shows up. Right. Rufus is in it. Yes, he does. But at one point, he on un- <laughs> Tina Turner unzips herself and yeah. becomes Rufus, <laughs> right? And it's just so she's kind of playing, yeah, yeah, of the, course, the George Carlin Rufus character through the Tina Turner skin. It's just oh, so yeah. many layers of satire and, and comedy and just beautiful funniness. It's and, uh, and uh, the dude who played Death. William Sadley. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I I so he he made appearance twice on the list today. Well, no, he got he got knocked off. Uh, dude, he was and, Demon Knight. And their the trilogy when they finally did uh music with bringing home the music or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. Face I, the music, right. Go but face I the music. I couldn't say that that was better than No, no, two. definitely not. Two was better, but if they hadn't brought William Sadler back his death out of boycott of that oh, fucking yeah, movie too because sure. he's the best character for sure. Have you seen the Bill and Ted movies? Yeah. Don't shoot me, but I only watched the third one. <laughs> okay, no, there's no yeah. no judgment here. No yeah. judgment here. Um, you might as well just second watch one them is, and reverse yeah. them. Yeah, second one is definitely the best one. Um, and no, you don't need to see the first one to see the second one. I saw station. the second one for Station. <laughs> it's just it's just a it's a. It's just a better movie yeah. than yeah. the first. And, the, and the, I can't say the first one's bad. I just really love the second one over right. the first yeah. one. Me too. Um, so I am going to read these off again for our list tonight, and then i got to number them. So while I'm numbering them, um, I'm going to uh, have yeah, you so guys start. Yeah. Or you want to talk about the ones that were on the list? Well, okay, so, so what do you guys want to do? I think we, I should, was, I I think we should talk about next week's topic first, and then we'll come back and then we'll come back and do our, our um, honorable mentions. I agree. Um, so I'm going to tally up these random after I read these off, and then, uh, Quinn, uh, if you could um, suggest a topic for our next what episode. What you got for us, buddy? So not yet, not yet. What's our next? This is our list for the night. Uh, for movies sequels that are better than the originals, we recommended that you watch The Dark Knight, Short Circuit 2, Desperado, T2 Judgment Day, Red Dragon, The Devil's Rejects, Jackass Forever, Doctor Sleep, Dawn of the Dead, the original, not the Zack Snyder, <laughs> Logan, Goon, Last of the Enforcers, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. You left Demon Knight off of there, right? Because I fucked up. Uh, did you hear me say Demon Knight? No, Night? I didn't. I'm just... 
calling myself out for uh, so Quinn what uh, what do you think we should talk about on our next episode so there was some talk about doing uh, like the theme be movies about uh, music festivals or but I mean if I'm picking you know I I don't know a single movie about music festivals and I, I love heist movies I think if, if I'm picking I want the next week's um, theme to be heist movies and i guess you can be loose with it where if as long as you can pitch it as a heist movie like for example um or should i give examples or like no. yeah okay yeah, well so, so like, we like to try to give like one quintessential okay. but please don't say loose yeah. like that like there are so many movies about robberies that like i could frame and be like right like what so kind of heist movie just does like, it have to be as can one person pull a heist yeah, or does it have it, to be it, a, like a group people, heist? it can be yeah, a, like, a one man it can be a group job as long as there's oh, like that's 8,000 movies already. Does there just have to be a heist in the movie, or is the movie resolved around planning and plotting of a heist. Yeah, I think the, the the central focus of the movie should be the heist. It shouldn't there shouldn't be like, oh you that heist okay, scene. So what is your one quintessential example like, that okay. none of us can use? Um well like obviously like uh like heat is like the most like the quintessential heist movie. Yeah. Nice bro. Like, yeah, like that's like that's like the height. That's like saying like sci-fi and saying like Love like heat. Empire yeah. Strikes Back or something like. But I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I guess in terms okay. of the parameters, right. just have it be a height, like an undis- undisputable heist movie. Um, like there's no real debate to it, and that kind of should narrow it down. We keep it wide enough where we can have fun with it. You know, Does that to be like professional thieves because there are like, like. Well, if they're if they're not too professional, they're probably gonna get caught anyway. Like you're talking about like, <laughs> well, like there's like, you know, like there's heist movies that are in college where students are trying to steal like SAT score. I think that would be. I think that would be. What just would you? As a, okay, a heist I guess. Movie. So I think maybe maybe a better question is what would you veto? Yes, that's a better question. Thank you. Um, a movie where the heist is maybe part of one, like just Act One. I think I think that if if someone was to come with a, one of their four was a, so like would a, would the Dark Knight be a, a heist movie? What what about the Dark Moon at Night? Is a, the fact that the Joker it opens in, up with a bank robbery? Yeah, but yeah, cause, cause that, they, so, cause because because we used it tonight. No. Because we yeah, used it like tonight. That's whole, a good one to, to whole, throw out. The whole point of the Dark Knight is not a heist. It, the, sure, there's a heist in the opening scene, and sure, the Joker at I one got, point. I got one. I definitely want to add to yeah, that it, list. It, I'm, it, I'm excited for this. Yeah, sure, oh. at one point, the Joker burns I'm not half the. No, no, no. Cut you down. I just want to understand it. Yeah, no, but and a lot of that was filibustering while I did the thing, and the thing is done. So I'm gonna hand the die over to Quinn. I'm not gonna throw it on the ground. Yeah, don't throw it all over. The ground. Okay. Um, please don't be Jackass 4. <laughs> number one. Uh, number one is Desperado. Hey, okay. Okay. Cool. All right. And I own that, so if it's not on screen, I, I do we as can well. watch yeah. it. Um, where's my phone? Oh, it's right here under Up my blind spot. So let's take a look at Just Watch and see where everybody else can watch this. Uh, we do highly recommend that. Um, you know, you do. Um, that's why we recommend it. We recommend you watch everything we talked about tonight. Um, but if you listen, or if you watch the movies uh, that we choose, like for example, Desperado, um, for before nothing the next but sheer episode, enjoyment. We don't get any kickbacks. We don't, you know, we don't have deals with anybody. We're not getting any. We just enjoy. Wait, you guys, are, you guys are getting a percent. You are. Aren't you? <laughs> uh, well, you're a better negotiator. Um, no, my point. My point agent, is huh? that I encourage you to watch the movies that we do. Um, that we choose uh, so that at the start of the next episode uh, we I mean it, it's hard to not talk about spoilers when we're talking about a movie like like clockers 
Um, oh so, yeah, when we go in depth, yeah, when so we're touching on when we it, when yeah. we choose this movie as uh, Desperado is our, our movie of the week here. Um, that's, Don't come back and bitch, we spoiled it. That's you should have watched it because we gonna spoil. All right, it. so you can rent it on we Desperado. It. Desperado is available uh, in quite a few places. Uh, you can buy it. Uh, you can rent it on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube, and Vudu. It is streaming on something called Fubo. Uh, it's available right now on Showtime. Fubo. So um, it's a three ninety nine rental across the board. Um, I highly, highly recommend this movie, um, and we're gonna watch it and talk about it next week. Uh, so honorable mentions, uh, Quinn. Yes. What, what didn't uh, make your recommendations for the day, but was okay. worthy of watching? So we have, in terms of honorable mentions, um, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, just my favorite Harry Potter movie. Um, but you know, they're all kind of the same thing. I mean, I, there's some Harry Potter fans. I think fans they, grow. They, they, they grow. They grow. Each it's movie just, grows. It's just my favorite one. I knew I wasn't going to say it, but in case you guys, like, stole all my ones, I was just going to say it. I knew, but I knew <laughs> yeah, you guys, that's why we have yeah. extras. Exactly. Um, but my main honorable mention, and I honestly, I, I chose Jackass 4 over this to be controversial and to, like, strike up interesting conversation, but Empire Strikes Back was what I almost said instead of Jackass 4. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, Emperor Strikes Back is a classic. Yeah. Movie. It's almost yeah. like two. It's almost like the quintessential sequel, and that's almost mm -hmm. why I didn't pick it. I, um, yeah. But. Yeah. But you know, Touché. I think so many series have come out in the Star Wars universe, especially Probably now with Disney. Probably would have got less conversation out of me. Especially with Disney Plus, you know, putting out a lot of series. So while I think. You know, maybe five years ago it would have been like the obvious pick. Yeah. I think now with so many generations experiencing Star Wars in different yeah. orders, that I think it's still definitely important yeah. to talk about. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah, my, my little brother would probably tell you that Revenge of the Sith is the greatest, is the best Star Wars. He would sequel. be wrong, but I would yeah, listen I, to I, him. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, it yeah. is. It is a sequel. Yeah. Oh, it is. No, yeah. it's not. That's a prequel. It's a sequel to the prequels. Yeah. I guess. I, yeah, it's you're, a right. Cr you're right. Chronological. It's, pre it's a sequel, sequel of no, but, but it's a sequel of some and a prequel to others. I get it. Term, no, but, allow but the 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 format we laid down it would not qualify that is true because in the timeline it is a prequel <clears throat> so yeah. In, yeah. The, in this episode technically chronologically it was released as this mm. that, but, that's, that's my bad that's my bad anyways yeah. but empire the strikes back does count yeah. so one of one of my that didn't make it um is return to oz okay ah. okay so we've yeah. all heard of the wizard of oz return to Oz. great movie is, too it's uh, I forget when it was made. It was uh, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Debbie Mazur? Uh the little no, girl. Veruza Balk. Veruza Balk is a little girl, and yeah, uh, it was definitely the eighties because uh, you there was Jack the Skeleton King or something like. No, there was like uh, I don't know. There was a Skeleton Jack, right? And he was a pumpkin, and he looks just like Jack Skellington. Nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five. Yeah. It was, it was gorgeous. It was a lot yeah, of puppetry, it's a movie. Jim Henson, and you, it's very you seem creepy. to have a little rec uh, recognition for it. Have you seen it? No, I was. What I thought he was talking about was the the movie with James Franco, and I was like, no way, that's a good movie. But uh, yeah, I, I've, <laughs> no, seen not, the, I've seen the Wizard of Oz, not Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, I was but like, my <laughs> sister in law did the fantasy makeup. My for that. sister Amber was Crow, my sister out. was one of the uh, <laughs> many. Uh, she was an extra background so, dancer. Yeah, yeah, that was shot yeah. in Michigan. My uh, yeah. one of my and buddies Pontiac. in sixth grade was like he he would say he's an actor, but he was an extra that actually got a decent. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, face listen, I love background. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. there's no shame in oh, being no background shame. Extra. You know how many people make 
make a, a living, living just off sure. of being a stand-in. Yeah. Because a stand-in doesn't, like, you need to be able to emote what the, like, if the <laughs> DP important. and the director before the actor comes on are asking, we need this from you. Like, they need to see what it's going to look like in that light, in that frame, the way the actor would do it. So you're yeah. not just standing there. You're paying attention. You're part of the art. It's yeah. very it's so was a that, pivotal role. Was that the only one that you had on your No, no. I, I thought we were doing one in a round. Why? No. no how, a, he, did he mention more than one? Yeah, I mentioned the I mean, do you have more? In terms of the other ones I had on there. Yeah, fire them off. We um, don't have to do a full conversation. Alien 2, Evil Dead 2. Alien uh, 2, really better than nice. Alien? I I don't think I think so. No, I, Alien 2 is just agree. a different kind I, of movie. I um, for me. I honestly yeah. I honestly it's an action movie, not a horror movie. Yeah, they're different, but I don't know. I, liked it I don't know yeah. how much better it actually is, but I personally enjoy Back to the Future two more than Back to the Future one. I, I don't yeah, think agreed. it's like I don't think it's like there's a giant gap though. Like there would right. be with like like how I said like The Dark Knight or something. Right. Um. I had um. I had um. I already said the. Um, that's about it, honestly. Okay. So okay. I, I went through there. Oh, uh, I started with Return to Oz. Uh, Gremlins two. Okay. Uh, better than just, the original? Yeah, better than not the original. Seen the, because I've seen, it's just seen the so original. much more in-depth, and you already know the so rules. So I have to see the second. So, so, so they don't Christmas. waste time Is it a Christmas on movie as well? Yes, right, because so it's Christmas. one year anniversary, baby. Anyway, uh, Waxworks 2, Lost in Time. If you've not seen Waxworks, this is either. like crazy uh, Sorrenti Brothers. Uh, like, what are the guys that do the, the blood and gore? The Sorrenti Brothers or the whatever? I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting the name wrong, but you know they did the uh, like Friday the Thirteenth and all that. Are these are makeup artists. Yes, the the special effects guys. I'm not sure. Uh, Santori not... Brothers. Anyways, it's not coming to me. Waxworks Two, Waxworks Resort, uh, Wishmaster Two, Evil Never Dies. Okay. This yeah, just like some crazy horror shit. All right, some sci-fi horror shit. Uh, House Two. So oh, okay. This is just a bad movie, but it's better than the first bad movie. <laughs> well, the first one was a bad movie too. It's so horrible, it's <laughs> but it's like it's like it it's gripping. Thing, You're like, like I, what am I watching? It's a, it's a movie worth watching. It doesn't yeah. make it a great movie. No, yeah, like it, it'll. Fuck I do you, it'll recommend watching. That House. shit'll fuck <laughs> your head up. Watch that shit. Like it's good. Some movies are just like that. So you know when you're going into a movie like that that that's what you're watching. Yeah. Right? you have to be in the right mindset the, for the it. The piano okay. teacher too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my list. Uh, so aside I had, from the ones that you have already said that were on it. Yep. Um. So the, the, I, I have quite a few still left here, um, and that's what made it so hard on the last one. So a uh, very Harold Kumar, Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas I had. Um, really not just Guantanamo Bay? I didn't like I Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay. I like Guantanamo Bay better than the Christmas much. one. Personally. Really? I yeah, do like I the Christmas one more than I like Guantanamo, and I think I like it more than the original. The original is great. There's nothing right. I think they're all great movies, but I like the Christmas one. I, I mean, I like the Christmas. I liked all of them, yeah. Mission Impossible 2, I thought was better than Mission Impossible 1. Tron Legacy was one that I was heavily talk, uh, just uh, thinking about talking about because I do think... It was so good. It was yeah. such a better Olivia movie Wilde than the first one. It. She always killed um, it. She's amazing. I didn't I had, really watch that. I saw it like when it first came out and I was so little. And I remember thinking like... This is awesome. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think I need to watch it again. And it's one of those ones where I recommend you watch that. I don't recommend that you watch Tron. Like mm. I just don't. Uh, I've seen it. It's watch it if you want to. But mm. as far as like saying recommend, Tron, yeah, Tron was good, but it was uh, like again, like 
the first Terminator, it was made too early. Yeah. They didn't wait enough yeah. for the technology. So, like, they did some cool things that in film that had never been done. Mm-hmm. But because they were so focused on that type of, they didn't focus on a story. I mean, the story was strong, but it was so kind of, like, bland. Yeah. Like, they were trying to be, like, well, we're computer programs. We don't yeah. have a personality. I'm like, it's just boring. So the last the last ones here, I've got a few, so I'm just going to fire them off. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick was an ace of a movie. Haven't I was seen it really yet. surprised. Blade 2, Halloween 2018. Blade 2? Oh, no. Blade 3, sure. No, not 2. I but like 2. Guillermo del Toro, I like better, it. I mean, it's better than it's the first one. better than the first one. But it's better than the first one. I like Trinity as well. But Okay, my, my problem was, like, when they would like jump away from the person to do like the WWE thing off the top of the ropes back towards that was them. Trinity. That was that, no, that, that was, was the Triple second H. one. Uh, Trust it's been a while. Me. Go back and watch. It's it. been a while, so I really can't. Uh, but then uh, the last one on the list that I would have could have mentioned was Die Hard with the Vengeance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not Die I'm Hard not saying two. Die Hard two. No. Fuck no. Not Die Hard two. Well, die Hard with a, the Vengeance. A good day to Die Hard. Can fuck off and die. <laughs> Live free and die hard with Justin Long and that's, Timothy that Oliphant. That was, I mean, that's that where the one. cycle started going on. It's like, an okay movie. Like, it's an okay movie. If, if I'm gonna say anything but the first Die Hard, it's gonna be the one with Justin Long and Timothy Oliphant. I mean, not that I don't agree with you. The one you're, with the Avengers is, is good just with, a better movie. Yeah, with, with fucking Samuel Jackson. It's just a better yeah, movie. Totally. All the way around. I just enjoyed Justin Long and Timothy Oliphant. So. Um, if there's any movies uh, that you thought should have been talked about this week, uh, let us know. Um, you can reach us at ufostudio.detroit at gmail.com. Um, and uh, Quinn, where can uh, where can people find you? I am on Instagram at, at Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N, dot, as in like period, and then McLaren, M-C-L-A-R-E-N, no caps, no spaces. Um, you can also... Find me under, like, you can reach me through the email they just stated, and, yeah. Uh, you can reach me at bfordclark at Instagram. And you can reach me at chaotic underscore artisan on Instagram. All right, thank you, everybody, and we will see you next time.